Welcome to Zichud Avsiman Rambam Avram Goldar and the name of Zechus Ksubas Daf Samach Vav, the sixth parak Metzias Eisha. The Zichud Mesechus Ksubas program has been generously sponsored as a schus for Hakazachas Torah. So the three days we're going to focus on number one, the Mishnah Daf Samach Hey Amabei stated regarding a wife who was struck by another. Boshes of Gamah shall not payment for her boshes and pagam is hers. But Rabbi Yudah ben Maseris says, Bezman Shabbat when the injury is concealed, two parts of the payment are hers, and one part of the payment goes to her husband. When the injury is exposed, two parts are his, and one is hers. Rashi explains that a defect in the wife's appearance causes some embarrassment, and also makes her repulsive in his eyes. Ravina asked Ravashi regarding Rav Yudah ben Maseris' position, If one humiliated a pauper from a wealthy family, where the entire family suffers disgrace, would one have to pay restitution for boshes to the entire family too? Ravashi answered, There regarding the pauper from the wealthy family, he's not part of their bodies, but here the wife is legally considered his body. Therefore, an assault on her is considered an assault on the husband as well. Pointing to the next mission states, if the Kala pledged to bring her chasen a thousand dinars in cash, who posts a connected chamesh uzay he contracts a pair of fifteen manas against him, which is an increase of one half. Rush explains that the reason for the increase is that cash is readily used for doing business and earning a profit. When the next mission states that if she brings in four dinars, he commits to repaying six, which is an increase of a half, the grass, why the mission repeated the same concept. The great answer is that if the Mishnah had only mentioned the large amount, one might come to think he must increase by a half the Nafish Ravcha because its potential profit is large. But with a smaller amount where the potential profit is small, he would not add a half. And if he had only taught it with a small amount, one might have thought to Zut Ziyuna, because the expenses are low, he adds a half. But with a larger amount where the expenses are high, he doesn't add a half. And point number three, he was taught in the bright so when Yochan ben Zaka was leaving Yushalayim accompanied by his students. He saw a certain maiden who was collecting barley kernels between the dung of animals that belonged to Arabs. When she identified herself as the daughter of the fabulously wealthy Nakdim ben Gurion, he asked her what had happened to all of her father's and father-in-law's wealth, and she answered that it was all wiped out. Rabbi Yochum Menzaki recalled that when he signed her ksuba, he read that she brought in a million dinars of gold from her father's house besides what was promised by her father-in-law. He then wept and said, Ashrechem Yisrael, fortunate are Yisrael, Vizmanjo Ozim Ritzon Hashem Makom, Enkol Uma Bolashen Shaletzbehem. When they do Hashem's will, no nation or tongue can rule over them. Ubizmanjo Ein Ozim Ritzon Hashem Makom, Mosim Biad Uma Shafala, but when they do not do Hashem's will, he gives them over to the hands of a lowly nation and not into the hands of the lowly nation itself, but into the hands of the animals of the lowly nation. The Marsha explains that this demonstrates that they are under Hashem's direct control. They rise higher than all nations when good, because they're under His guidance, and sink below them when bad, because they do not even have the protection of the ministering angels. So once again, the three points are number one. The Mishnah on Daf Samach stated regarding a wife who was struck by another, Boshesav Kama shall a payment for her Boshes and Pagam is hers. But Rabbi Yudah ben Maseris says, Bezman when the injury is concealed, two parts of the payment are hers, and one part of the payment goes to her husband. When the injury is exposed, two parts are his, and one is hers. Rashi explains that a defect in the wife's appearance causes some embarrassment, and also makes her repulsive in his eyes. Ravina asked Ravashi regarding Rav Yudah ben Maseris' position, If one humiliated a pauper from a wealthy family, where the entire family suffers disgrace, would one have to pay restitution for boshes to the entire family too? Ravashi answered, There regarding the pauper from the wealthy family, he's not part of their bodies, but here the wife is legally considered his body. Therefore, an assault on her is considered an assault on the husband as well. Pointing to the next mission states, 
If the Kala pledge to bring her chasen a thousand dinars in cash, who posts a connect in Chamesh Mana, he contracts a pair of fifteen manas against him, which is an increase of one half. Rush explains that the reason for the increase is that cash is readily used for doing business and earning a profit. When the next mission states that if she brings in four dinars, he commits to repaying six, which is an increase of a half, the grass why the mission repeated the same concept. The Gemara answers that if the Mishnah had only mentioned the large amount, one might come to think he must increase by a half the Nafish Ravcha because its potential profit is large. But with a smaller amount where the potential profit is small, he would not add a half. And if he had only taught it with a small amount, one might have thought to Zut Ziyuna, because the expenses are low, he adds a half. But with a larger amount where the expenses are high, he doesn't add a half. And point number three was taught in the Bryce when Yochan ben Zaka was leaving Yushalayim accompanied by his students. He saw a certain maiden who was collecting barley kernels between the dung of animals that belonged to Arabs. When she identified herself as the daughter of the fabulously wealthy Nakdim ben Gurion, he asked her what had happened to all of her father's and father-in-law's wealth, and she answered that it was all wiped out. Rabbi Yochan Menzaki recalled that when he signed her ksuba, he read that she brought in a million dinars of gold from her father's house besides what was promised by her father-in-law. He then wept and said, Ashrechem Yisrael, fortunate Yisrael, Vizmanjo Isim Ritzon Hashem Makom, Enkol Uma Bolashen Shaletzbehem. When they do Hashem's will, no nation or tongue can rule over them. Ubizmanjo Ain Osim Ritzon Hashem Makom, Mosim Biad Uma Shafala, but when they do not do Hashem's will, he gives them over to the hands of a lowly nation and not into the hands of the lowly nation itself, but into the hands of the animals of the lowly nation. The Marsha explains that this demonstrates that they are under Hashem's direct control. They rise higher than all nations when good, because they're under his guidance, and sink below them when bad, because they do not even have the protection of the ministering angels. All right, so now we go to our Simadav Samachvab, and our standard sim relates to sewing, and we use a tailor as a sim and a tailor. So here goes. The tailor fitting a new suit on a man, who paid for it with the two parts boches and pagum he received from his wife's injury, told the customer to stop complaining that he had to commit to pay six denarim for the four his wife brought in and pointed to the daughter of a former wealthy client outside, collecting barley kernels among the donkeys, belonging to an Arab. Once again, it's emotion. The tailor tailor, that must mean we're in duff, samakvav, sewing. The tailor fitting a new suit on a man, who paid for it with the two parts boches and magam he received from his wife's injury, which reminds us, Rebutim and Becerra said regarding the boches and magam payments for a wife, who was injured by another, Bismanch says when the injury is concealed, two parts of the payment are hers, and one part of the payment goes to her husband. When the injury is exposed, two parts are his, and one is hers. Rush explains that a defect in the wife's appearance causes him embarrassment and also makes her repulsive in his eyes. Ravina asked Ravashi, if one humiliated a pauper from a wealthy family where the entire family suffers disgrace, would one have to pay restitution for boches to the entire family too? Ravashi answered there regarding the pauper from the wealthy family, he's not part of their bodies, but here the wife is legally considered his goof, his body. So the tailor fitting a new suit on a man who paid for it with the two parts boches and begum he received from his wife's injury, told the customer to stop complaining that he had to commit to repay six denarim for the four his wife brought in. Which reminds us, when a couple brings in cash with her dowry, the chassan has to commit to repaying an increase of a half. But she explains that the reason for the increase is that cash is readily used for doing business and earning a profit. The Gemara explains why the mission repeated this concept when she brings in a large amount or a small amount of cash. So the tailor fitting a new suit on a man who paid for it with the two parts boches and pagum he received from his wife's injury told the customer to stop complaining that he had to commit to repay six denarim for the four his wife brought in and pointed to the daughter of a former wealthy client outside collecting barley kernels among the donkeys 
belonging to an Arab, which reminds us of the story of Rabbi Yochum and Zakeh's encounter with the daughter of Nachdim and Ben-Gurion collecting barley kernels after her father had lost all his wealth, and Rabbi Yochum and Zakeh is weeping and saying, Ashrechem Yisrael, fortunate Yisrael, when they do Hashem's ratzon, no nation or tongue can rule over them. But when they do not do Hashem's ratzon, He gives them over to the hands of the lowly nation, and not into the hands of the lowly nation itself, but in the hands of the animals of the lowly nation. So once again, the tailor fitting a new suit on a man who paid for it with the two parts boshes and begum he received from his wife's injury told the customer to stop complaining that he had to commit to repay six denarim for the four his wife brought in and pointed to the daughter of a former wealthy client outside collecting barley kernels among the donkeys belonging to an Arab. All right, now it's time for four blabach hazara. Dav Samach base. So the simple Dav Samach base is a submarine. So here it goes. The submarine company, submarine company, that must mean we're in Dav. Samach Base, submarine. The submarine company struggling to hire a captain gave up on trying to recruit Talmidim on their way to their monthly stay in the base midrash, which reminds us the Mishan Daf Samach Alf Amin Base stated how Talmidim Yotzin the Talmud Torah Shulber Shus Shoshim Yom Talmidim may leave their wives to learn Torah without permission for thirty days. Gemaras, if one does have permission from his wife, how long is it proper to leave? Rav said, Chodesh Khan Chodesh Babais, one month here in Yeshiva and one month at home, based on the fact that those who serve the king rotated on a monthly basis. But Rabbi Yochanan says, Chodesh Khan Vishnaim so one month in Yeshiva and two months at home, based on the fact that those involved in building the temple left for one month and stayed home for two. So the submarine company, struggling to hire a captain, gave up and trying to recruit Talmidim on their way to their monthly stay in the base midrash. And the donkey driver who had a hard enough time trying to convince his wife to let him become a camel driver, which reminds us, Rabbi Rabbi Hanan asked the Bayah, if a donkey driver wanted to become a camel driver, what's the halacha? Since this will change the frequency of his having relations with his wife from once a week to once a month. Abaya answered, A woman prefers a coven intimacy over ten coven and abstinence. So the submarine company struggling to hire a captain gave up on trying to recruit Talmidim on their way to their monthly stay in the base midrash. And the donkey driver who had a hard enough time trying to convince his wife to let him become a camel driver told him to stop marketing to Talmud Kochamim, who liked to be home. Friday nights, which reminds us more as Onah shall Tamil Kokamim Amos. When is the time for marital relations for Tamil Kokamim? Review to said in the name of Shmuel from Ere Shabbos to Ere Shabbos referring to Shabbos night. Rashi explains that this is the time of Tanug, Shvisa, Bahanasa, Guf, pleasure, rest, and physical enjoyment. Dav Samach So the similar Dav Samach is a segue. So here goes. The wife who came out to greet her husband who returned home after many years, accompanied by thousands of Talmidim, felt bad for her neighbor's wife who scooted right past her on a Segway. Segway? That must mean we're on Duff. Samach Gimel. The wife who came out to greet her husband who returned home after many years, accompanied by thousands of Talmidim, which reminds us, the Gemara relates the story of Rekiva and the daughter of Kavban Sabua, which ultimately resulted in Rekiva telling his 24,000 Talmidim when he returned home after 24 years, Shalibi Shalachem Shalahi, all the Torah that's mine and that is yours belongs to her. So the wife who came out to greet her husband who returned home after many years, accompanied by thousands of Talmidim, felt bad for her neighbor's wife, who scooted right past her on a Segway, rebelling against doing any work, which reminds us everybody agrees that a wife is considered a Meredith when she rebels from engaging in marital relations. They disagree if she's considered a Meredith if she doesn't want to do Malacha. Rabuna holds she's not considered a Meredith since a woman has the right to refuse getting support from her husband and not work for the husband. Whereas Rabbi Yosef Rabbi Chanino holds that a woman who rebels from doing work is all 
also a Moretus. So the wife who came out to greet her husband, who returned home after many years, accompanied by thousands of Talmidim, felt bad for her neighbor's wife, who scooted right past her on a Segway, rebelling against doing any work. From the man she wanted to keep as a husband, but wanted to make suffer. Which reminds the Gemara asks, What is the case of a woman who rebels? Which Rashi explains is the woman who is pressured to return to her husband by waiting with the divorce and reducing her ksuba each week. Amemar said it's when she says, I want him as a husband, but I wish to make him suffer. This is because he insulted her or wronged her in some way. But if she says he's repulsive to me, which Rashi explains means that she doesn't want him nor her ksuba, we do not force her. Marzuta says that even if she says that he's repulsive to her, we force her. So the similar is a secret agent. So here goes. The secret agent, secret agent, that must be more than the secret agent on his way to deliver a Nigeris merit written to a Yovama, which reminds us, originally when the Mitzvah Yibun took precedence over Chalitza because they had the proper Kavana, a Shemer's Yavam could receive a Nigeris merit for rebelling. But now that the Mitzvah Chalitza takes precedence before the Mitzvah Yibun, a Yavama nowadays who rebels against her Yavam is not denying him a Mitzvah, so she does not receive a Nigeris merit. So the secret agent on his way to deliver a Nigeris merit written to a Yavama discovered a chart that details a rebellious husband compensates less and not for Shabbos, which reminds us a rebellious husband does not compensate his wife for Shabbos since it looks like Schar Shabbos, and he pays half that a rebellious wife does because his suffering is greater when deprived or because his frustration is visible to others. So, the secret agent on his way to deliver a Nigeris merit, written to a Yavama, discovered a chart that details a rebellious husband compensates less, and not for Shabbos. And overheard the husband tell his friend he's not living with his wife and wants him to provide two cubbing of wheat per week for her. Which reminds us, the next Mishnah states, Hamashas Ishtal Yideh one who provides for his wife through a third party, may not give her less than two cubbing of wheat per week, or less than four cubbing of barley. Daf Samachay, so the similar Daf Samachay relates to Se, sheep, and we use a shepherd. So here goes. The drunk shepherdess, shepherdess, that must be more Daf Samachay, Se, sheep. The drunk shepherdess who drank four cups of wine, which reminds us, we learn from a drush from Chana that a husband does not give his wife a stipend for wines, and a bride was brought to Todd. That one cup of wine is good for a woman, too, is a disgrace. After three cups, she verbally requests marital relations from her husband. If she drinks four cups, she solicits even a donkey in the marketplace and is in particular. Rav has said that they taught this bride only with regard to a woman whose husband is not with her. So the drunk shepherdess who drank four cups of wine put on two mountain shoes that didn't match from the pairs she received with the regalmer, which reminds us wives who live in mountainous areas are given three pairs of shoes each year, and they should be given to them on the regalim, so they should have simcha with them. So the drunk shepherdess who drank four cups of wine put on two mountain shoes that didn't match from the pairs she received with the regalim, and called her shepherd husband to tell him she plans to eat with him. Friday night, which reminds us the Mishnah state that he gives her each week a silver moth for her needs and she eats with them Friday night. The Gemara asks what the meaning is of she eats with them and Rav Nachman says, Ocheles Mamash, it literally means eating, whereas Rabashi says, Tashmish, it refers to marital relations. Alright, so now it's time to conclude with the pop quiz of 10 questions. Number one, which stuff do you know that the time for Talmud Chachamim to have relations is Leil Shabbos? That's on Dav? Samach Beis. Good. Number two, which Duffy and Rebuta Ben-Misir holds that a husband gets partial payment of his wife's Boshas Magam payment, depending on where the injury is. That's on Duff. Samach Good. Number three. Which Duffy we have a Bryce that details what happens to a woman when she drinks too much wine? That's on Duff. Samach Good. Number four. Which Duffy have a question whether Nigeris merit is written for a Yavama? That's on Duff. 
Samach Dal. Good number five, which daf do we have the encounter of Rabbi Yochanan ben Zankai with the daughter of Nakdimon ben Gurion? That's on daf. Good number six. Which stuff do we learn why the compensation from a rebellious husband is different than the compensation from a rebellious wife? That's on Duff. Good number seven. Which stuff do we learn? Amaretus is someone who says she wants to stay with her husband but wants to make him suffer. That's on Duff. Good number eight. Which stuff do we learn that a husband commits to pay an increase of a half for the cash his call brings in her dowry? That's on Duff. Good number nine. Which stuff do we have the story of Bikiva returning to his wife after 24 years? That's on Duff. Good. And number 10. Which stuff do we have the new pairs of shoes are given to wives in their Galim who live in mountainous areas? That's on Duff. Excellent. That concludes today's shear. This is Rabbi Abraham Goldham Zichu wishing you a great day and great learning.